can hear a uh, movie about trucks in the background. What movie do you think that is? Costa Brava, it's... Lebanon, or Marina? Oh, is it not Paradise Highway? That's not on yet, I guess. Maybe it's a trailer for Paradise Highway? Because I know that movie's a truck movie. It is a truck movie. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's... Maruna? Because Maruna, I know, is like about a vacation. Do you want to close the door? It's insanely loud. Well, it's fresher with the door open. That is but true. it's also loud. Um, however, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna cut this thing as we've established. Yeah, but I can't cut that. I can't cut that. Which is great for me because I don't I don't mind. I like noise. But you, you know, if it's gonna be a peeve, we can close the door. Uh, could we please close it? Yeah, we just it's it's nice in small doses, but in big doses, it prevents people from hearing what we're saying. It's like talking quietly at the beach. You can barely hear anything. Exactly. All All you can hear is the gulls, and no one wants to hear seagulls. No one. There's not a human being on this planet that likes to hear seagulls. Okay, I'm glad you correct. There's no human. I mean, I'm sure there's. There's There's other gulls that I'm sure love to hear other seagulls. Did you say trolls? I said gulls. Yes. Yeah. G U, not. Not T R O. Not ghouls like G O U. G H L. I'm gonna close that door. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna close that door. Yeah. One person that listens to this. Yes. Yes. That's uh. So you're, you're, you, the thing you're saying is about mezzanine? Because in my, okay, so I'm going to yeah, describe we, yeah. what happened in, in the off time since I closed the door and got back here. Yeah, we stopped talking about goals and started talking about Actual movies. Yeah. Acti- yeah. Um, we stopped talking about goals and now we're talking about goals. G-O-A-L-S. Because this is a goal. I don't know. So in my back pocket, I have an interview that I performed with... Uh, the guy who runs Mezzanine. Uh, what is Mezzanine Productions, Mezzanine Studios? you know if it's anything? It's uh, just Mezzanine? I don't know. I know that they have a, they're releasing a Garel film soon, like doing a special screening on 35 of uh, I Can No Longer Hear the Guitar, which is fantastic. I'd highly recommend it. I might see it on 35. It's very sad. So I saw it like a couple months ago, so I don't know if I'm going to see it again. But it's fantastic. Okay, so I performed an interview with the guy who runs the thing. His name is Micah Gottlieb. And this was like in the beginning months of the year. And uh, I didn't know initially what I was going to do with it. But now I'm thinking I have a couple of platforms that I can, that I can splay it on. And I'm thinking this is one. So your suggestion is we, we use it and then we talk about it. And uh, that's a good suggestion, I think. Uh, yeah, or we could just like talk about how cool it is that people are doing things with movies. Uh, yes. We're yes. also you know, spoiled on Living in L.A., so... Also what? We're spoiled and live in L.A., so we like have access to the, those people doing movie things. I mean, spoiled is one way to put it. I feel like we're drowning in too much content, and I don't have time to see everything, and I don't think... Uh, I mean, it, don't you ever feel like sometimes you're catching something while at the same time you'd be catching something else? That's great, because there's so much happening in L.A.? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think that's it's like... That would be a good thing, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing. You know what I mean? I feel like there's also something, too, of like... It's really boring if you can see like every movie you ever want to see in your lifetime it, it creates no urgency i'd like to try it before i before i judge it as boring it seems like that's my goal sometimes you know just to watch every every movie in the world well i mean yeah it's also not possible you know it's what i mean possible. it's not you're, there's no way you could do it um, i mean 
No, if if you like retired and like lived in a little cabin and watched five movies a day, maybe you could pull that off. No, I think even then you'd probably fail because of the movies that are producing now that you'd want to see because you'd. Yeah. It's it's yeah. an impossible venture. You know about the term movie orgies? No. Uh, if, if apparently Steven Spielberg used to have movie orgies, and what it is, all it is, is just watching like five movies in a row. That makes a lot of sense. I know that like uh, Spielberg was in that same group with like George Lucas and Coppola, where they would just like watch as much shit as they could. Sure. Which is also like, it's so weird to me that people love Spielberg, but they don't watch movies and think that they can make movies like Spielberg. It's like the reason he can do it is because he's seen so many movies. I wonder what else he's got, too. All right, we're done with the ice. Because uh, Spielberg, you don't want to hear the ice in the mic. I don't want to hear the ice in the mic, yeah. Uh, it's funny, too, because Spielberg is a certain kind of mind that's, like, it seems, like, easy to copy, but no one's ever done it properly, I don't think. Copy the style, you know? I mean, I think that if you could copy someone's style, then they wouldn't be that interesting. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, it removes the element of self in, like, a piece. You know what we were talking about the other day Steven Soderbergh is trying to do? No, he's not trying to remove himself from it, but he's also, like, not trying to be an auteur. He's very open to doing a lot of things, even though I think his style is fairly distinct. Yeah. Um, I'm also well, behind on him a lot. He steals a lot from various people, but he, yeah. all, but he uses it in original ways as well. Um, we were trying to talk about television, though. Yes. We and were, uh, yeah. speaking of Adult Swim. Uh, speaking of Adult... We were speaking about Adult Swim? Were we speaking about Adult Swim? Not I feel the, like I had it in mind what I was going to say with connection to Spielberg, but I've lost it. Spielberg did a lot of animation. He like produced a lot of animation, like anima- anima- Animaniacs. I can't speak Animaniacs. Hysteria but was also his, right? What? Hysteria. I don't know about Hysteria. I've no. never heard of that show. Uh, it's hysteria with an exclamation point at the end. And it all it is is like, it's Animaniacs, but it's all about history. And it's a series of sketches with its recurring characters. And it's a, it's a cartoon, too. Mm-hmm. As, uh, what other superheroes? He hasn't done any superhero stuff, right? Howdy. Enter the movie. Uh, what about Animaniacs? Um, Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Steven Spielberg's good. Animaniacs is probably good, but I haven't seen it. Fair. Um, yeah. What do, you, what do you know? How did you hear about it, then? I mean, I'm like a human. Yeah, no, it's but like, it wasn't it's like reruns show. on TV or... No, I, I, like, I've seen like clips of it throughout, the, throughout my life, but I think it's like a Disney property, I think, right? And I like, did not watch a ton of Disney growing up. The only it's Disney Warner I really... Brothers. It's Warner Brothers? Okay. I don't know why I didn't see it then. Yeah, well, there's a lot. I mean, you're young, and so younger than I am. There's yeah. a lot of content that you have to play catch up with or really invest in. TV shows wise, what came out in the '90s and stuff like this while I was growing up. Uh, these are all in the back of my head. Whereas some people go through YouTube to see the icebergs, to see, you know, all yeah. recaps and stuff. You know, that's how they. I think think they digest the shows it's not the same thing uh yeah you know i don't know i mean yeah i definitely see a lot of people that have like full youtube channels that that's all they do is recap tv shows which is like why not just watch the show 
Because it's time consuming, I have to imagine. I think that's all it is. It's just a matter of putting down your phone for like 30 minutes and just engaging in a show is a lot, let alone, you know, a show from not your time, you know? I guess, but I mean, I, I don't know. I guess they're probably doing that so they can talk to other people about it, which is kind of frustrating. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever yeah. works for you, you know? I suppose. I, I mean, they're going to do it. I'm not going to be able to convince people otherwise. So. You can try. We can try. That's what this is for. This is to convince yeah. people to, to think like us. Hi. Hey, are the lights came on and the projector turned off. In two? Yeah. She ran upstairs. I'll go see about okay, fixing thanks. that. Yeah. Put this on hold? Yeah. Go. Uh, We're back. We're back ahead because uh, I am in the middle of the lobby of the music hall, and so we have customers running in and out, interrupting you. Yeah, uh, they're seeing good movies. Every time yeah. I meet a customer, I always kind of want to hang out until the movie's done to ask them about it, but then that's creepy and weird, so I don't do no, that. No, what we need is a third microphone to, to do that better, I think. Maybe we can, we can try and do that, just like hassle people that are in the lobby. No, I don't want to hassle your customers. Well, they need a reason to come back. I think people like to be hassled. Why do you think... Comment I think they like what people like to be hassled. Why do you think comment comment sections? I don't think that's hassling as much as people like to be engaged. I think there's something nice about like going to a movie theater and then like talking to the people that work there after about it. When I was like living in Santa Cruz, uh, there was a theater called the Del Mar. It was this like huge opera house that they turned into a movie theater, and then they'd play like art films. It was a landmark, so like I remember seeing the Neon Demon there. Okay. And after, there was a critic from San Jose that went to see it there. And the projectionist and a friend and I all, like, hung out outside of the theater for, theater for like, I can't, I'm trying to not stutter because I was editing this podcast and I could not stop hearing my own stutter. Um, We're the most self-conscious podcast but that's, that I know of. That's good. We're starting. We're at the beginning of this. We're get, we need to, get, you know. But we're not at the double digits yet, that's for sure. We're not at the double digits. But right. by the time we get to the triple digits, we need to be able to speak words like people. I think um, ideally, yeah. Okay. But Stuttering is one of the first things. Yeah. Um, it's hard to maintain, I think, a conversation to the, like, the, the level that some of these like, theater workers sometimes can uphold. You know, like the way they could just like, I don't know chance to catch the film before it's out and then like have something really to say about it you know yeah have a listening ear and all that stuff that's that's a that's magical dude talking to people sometimes like that there's some customers here that have that sort of ability but i i don't think i'm one of them i don't know ability to to what to talk about movies like in an engaging manner after the movie's over yeah, I think it's, like, definitely, like, a two-way street. It's so dependent on, like, both your own mindset and who you're with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I try to, I try to do that with my friends when we see movies together. Like, we'll try to talk for, like, a, at least half an hour on the drive back. Yeah. Because I live in the Valley, so whatever movie I see, it's at least half an hour back. Yeah, I've forgotten what it's like to, to watch a movie and then just, like, that silent car ride with, like, the music that's incongruous to what you just saw on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's always, like, a good vibe when you see a movie and there's just nothing to say, so you play weird music. You'll play, like, that, uh, that like, one Britney Spears song, you know? Yeah, Britney Spears, Baby Metal's another good one. Do you listen to Baby Metal? I don't. No, I know of them. It's this, okay. this uh, one girl? There's three girls. When the band was started, which is 
when I started listening to them because they came out when I was in high school. Uh, it was two, four, two 12-year-olds and one 14-year-old girl that dressed like Japanese pop idols, but they'd sing death metal songs. Yes. It's pretty great. Okay. I'd highly recommend them if you have never listened to baby metal. Did they have like two, three beefy guys in there play guitar? I have no idea. That would be a different band. Um, there's also that really old guy that play, that, that cosplays. Do you know, you know about that? No, I don't. There's probably a couple of these, like really old men that cosplay as like with the, with the short skirts and the, uh, and the sailor suit, you know, the whole thing. And they go around taking pictures, hanging out with 14-year-old girls and stuff like this. Oh, so they're pedo- you mean pedophiles? I don't know that they're pedophiles. I think he's just, I want to say they. I, want, they. I think they're just bizarre people from our context. I mean, they can be bizarre and also be pedophiles. They could be pedophiles. These are options. I was hoping they would, they wouldn't, that I, I wouldn't be admiring pedophiles. Uh, but then there's Woody Allen, which I, I hear is uh, up there. Yeah, I also shouldn't be calling them pedophiles because I don't know them. Loaded. I also wasn't trying to be serious. Was that a joke? Was that supposed to be a joke too? It was supposed to be a joke, but then it kind of became serious. That was very serious. Yeah. As I, yeah, as I've been editing this podcast, I realized a lot of the things that I say that I think... Are we talking too loud for you? No, no, no. Is, she's still working on the movie. She's going to like live play, yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, you should be ashamed of yourself, too. you caught talking about stuff like this. Okay, well, it's it's like I'd say a joke, and then I'd hear it while I'm editing it, and it just sounds like I'm saying it. So that's clearly me not enunciating my humor at all. I don't know what to say about that. It's, humor is such, a, it's such an elastic thing. You know, if it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, do you know about this? I mean, yeah, but it's not bending or breaking if it's not there, you know? It's it's there in your mind, you're, in your head. You're, 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 the illusion is I'm saying something funny. Yeah. I don't know what the reaction in your head is supposed to be though. Like, is it supposed to be like guffaws, or is it supposed to be like? It's uh, a, yeah, it's supposed to be people recognizing that it's humor. Because otherwise, I just look like a lunatic. I've been like, I've gotten in trouble because of things I've said, and then I said that I was joking, and people just like do not think that I was joking. That has happened way too many times. I've made the mistake of leaning into a bad joke and not recovering, like, on purpose. And it's not, like, on purpose, like, oh, if I, I know how to recover, but I won't. So much as just, I'll make the joke worser, and then I'll walk away. And then yeah. have the regret for a few days after. I've had that. I don't think I have it anymore, I hope. Because self, self-censorship, to me, is a very important thing. But I also have the willingness to say stupid shit. You you should have a little more willingness to say. I think I'm gonna encourage you to say more stupid to shit. Say more, dude. There's no really way I can say more dumb voice. shit. It's out there, man. It's in there. It's inside of you. Your 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 comedy no, is there. dark and, and it's and, there, but it's like not funny. It's That's not funny. it's not that it's not funny. It's that I just like say things. It's a muscle. You gotta just develop it. I think we'll be alright. I gotta go to the comedy gym. Well, you probably gotta stop watching these Adult Swim shows because those are, are bad for your comedic health, is what I'm hearing. I don't believe that's true, but I, I love a lot of this stuff. But I, I can easily see myself as a target of like, oh, you like Adult Swim? And I'll just start that, oh, I know what they mean. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't want to hang out with people that like care that I watch Adult Swim. You don't want to hang out with people? You're missing out on like uh, a lot of people. There's a lot, a lot of, of people that don't care for Adult Swim. I mean, it's fine if they don't like it, but I don't like if they don't like that I like it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that would make them uh, not bullies, but something lighter. Like just something, just intolerant. rude. I mean, intolerant. Yeah, rude. I think is better. Mm, just because intolerant they, yeah, sounds. Yeah, they call you out on it. That is rude. 
Yeah. Just like, oh, you, ugh, you like that stuff? Like, what are you, an idiot? Like that. I don't know if it's an idiot, but no? it's more of like... Maggie calls me no, an idiot it, all the time. That's, that's fair. And I just have to live with it. I mean, she's not wrong, though. The thing is, it feels wrong because I'm crying. I don't think crying is normal. Uh, no, but I... I uh, I made Timo cry on the podcast. You heard it here first. It's not true anymore. Uh, Adult Swim's on our checklist for TV Part 2, which is this episode. And we're already at 16 minutes. We're trying to cut down. We're going to cut a good chunk of this. Timo's going to cut a good chunk of this one. Well, this is going to be way easier to cut down than the last one. Although, these are all like... I think I've developed a way of cutting. Are we talking about editing? We should talk about writing. Yeah, we should should talk uh, about... With this. uh, But... um, what, to get back to editing later, we have a list of four things here, um, and one of which is uh, I Love Lucy, because that was like a, I think I, I mentioned it last time, but that was like a backbone of what's on TV. Oh, there's nothing on. Oh, well, Lucy's on. I'll watch that. Whereas I don't know if you had that, like, oh, Maury's on, or oh, that one thing that's always on is on. To me, it was I Love Lucy, and I could still laugh at that shit, and it's fucking stupid. For me, it was that 70s show. Okay. And I cannot laugh at that at all it's anymore. Not, it's not funny. Not really. No. Oh, the Dario was on the screen earlier, a, t- a cartoon TV show, and I was telling who was watching it that that show never made me laugh, but I loved it. Was this a show that never made you laugh, but you kind of like... No, I loved it when I was like 11. Yeah, and you were like, they're yeah, in a circle. Was... I totally know what's going on. Yeah, because I was 11. It's a show for 11-year-olds. show for 11 But that's like every cable show. Or not, yeah, that every show, uh, network Every comedy. network comedy, yeah, since like until 30 Rock, basically. Yeah, there was a point where they started going like, oh, a let's little go edgier. the intellectual route. And like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, The Office. Uh, I think intellectual is the wrong word. Intel- smarter, not dumb for babies. Let's call it not dumb. I don't know about smarter. I feel like smart TV is is, is what's the word? Smart when TV like, is sixty minutes and only sixty minutes. There's no other smart TV. I feel like now you can call it biased TV. Oh, but that's just because you're ignorant and, and an asshole. I don't think it it, it, ha, it has it, it's it by design. It's not supposed to be biased, right? Sixty minutes. Sixty minutes? I don't, I don't know. It's one of those old school news shows. Yeah, right? I think that, it's like kind of old school. I haven't seen an episode. Everyone on that time. show is on the brink of death. So. Don't say that. They've been on the brink of death since the 90s. Yeah, I Does know. Does it still open up with a ticking clock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the that. One, everyone that's in Marshall, the shell with shoes on. God, all those things. You keep mentioning that fucking it's thing. It's good. I just, it's a good you, movie. You mentioned it. Like the last two podcasts. It's pissing me off. And you know why? why? I didn't know what the hell you were talking about the way, in terms of why it's spelt. And now I saw the poster the other day. And I, I saw it spelt out. Now it's no longer gibberish. Marcel is... Is what I was hearing the whole every time you mentioned. Oh, you should hear Marcel the shell with shoes on. I know it sounds very good. clear and coherent when you say it, thinking, "Oh, I can read it." I was like, oh, come "Do on. I stutter that much? Is it that bad?" It's the title of the thing that you're celebrating. Marcel the shell with shoes on. It's a joke because it's like, "Oh, there's a poster. I can see the shell. It's got shoes on," and its name is Marcel. I didn't register that before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But you've seen it already. I have. It's very good. How many times have you seen it? Once. Would you watch it again? Yes, but I'm cheap right now because I am poor. So I 
I'm not buying a ton of uh, repeat movie tickets, unfortunately. I'm trying to see as many different movies as I can. Well, what about that membership program that these AMC people have or uh, Regencies? Or... I don't know. Maybe I'll get that. Maybe it's worth it. It sounds like it's like three night movies. For the price of that, you can get like a movie a day or something? Yeah, you know? but the issue is that there's only so many movies I want to see at AMC's. Do you yes. know what I mean? I completely think uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, there's a handful of movies that I've seen at AMC's. Oh. I saw Nope at an AMC. It's also like I used to see a lot of movies that were playing at AMC's at the landmark Westwood, and now that theater's closed. Yes. So to I all of that, yeah. Kind of. Not all of them. No, 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 no. But uh, to everything that you said, I, I see what you oh, mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. So now I'm going to AMC's a lot more. Regency? Do they do? Uh... I don't know. I've never been to a, a Regency. <laughs> I think they're the. I'm not completely certain, but I think they're. It's all it is is bargain movies. So they'll play them. They do what we do, except with mainstream movies. So if a movie's been out for some time, they will play it. And so, Marcel, you saw it at a big screen at an AMC? Yeah, I saw it at the AMC uh, on the Universal Walkway. My friend and I went, and it was $20 for the ticket, and it was overpriced. That's that's delicious. Did you get snacks and everything no. for another $40? Jesus Christ, no. No. Yeah, I never buy food at movie theaters, except for here, basically, because it's cheap here. But at every other theater, I never do. Okay. Because, yeah. you know, it's a bad habit. At least for me, when I was, like, 16, and I'd get, like, $15 a week for allowance, it's like... Either I can see a movie a week or a movie every two weeks and have snacks while I see the movie. It's like, of course, I'm going to see a movie every week. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that was just how it went. Uh, I'm trying to think of good movies I saw as a kid that I would recommend people to see in theaters. But then I realized there's no point to that because none of those movies are in theaters anymore. They're good, I though. I know. Sometimes they'll, they'll bring them back, you know? Like, everyone's doing uh, repertory these days. That's true. There's a ton of... In Los Angeles. In LA. Well, I, I think... In, I don't see us going worldwide, but yes, it's true in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. How can we speak for other uh, other uh, states? I don't think anyone's going to be listening to this in other states for a hot minute, so I don't think that's going to be a problem for All this All-time moment. listeners in, like, 2023 is going to be, like, four. Why are you, uh, why are you <laughs> talking down now? I don't know. You made yeah, it very, I know this very is simple. A sh- I know this is a shitty podcast, but... <laughs> It's not that shitty. Honestly, if we can go for two and a half hours with silences, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's going to be perfect. Yeah, fuck yeah. Two and a half hours every week. I mean, me undies is going to be on the line. They're going to they're going to want us they're going to want us to sponsor to sponsor our show. You know? Yeah, dude, they're going to have a shit us shit our pants every week to like demonstrate how good those those underwear are. Hey, guess what? I shit my pants again. <laughs> Meundies.com. Uh Adult Swim. <laughs> uh, movies when you were 11. That's fucking interesting. What, when I was 11? Is that what you said? You, you mentioned, you said, what are some movies I can think of? No, I was talking about movies that I saw in theaters as a kid, but then I realized none of them are in theaters now, obviously. Right, but, but uh, did you have control over that? Like, were you like, hey, Dad, I want to see this one? He's like, all right, let's go. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I need to stop squeaking this chair. Uh, we could mic the chair. Let's not do that. Let's have that not happen. No. Um, more ice. What? More ice. Uh, no, I'm okay. okay. Uh, thank you for bullying me on the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, it was mostly, <laughs> I mostly started seeing movies when I was like 15 and 16 on my own. Okay. 
Um, I, you know, I'd see movies as a kid. It wasn't like I didn't see movies ever, but it was more of like my dad doesn't like fantasy movies. Right. So I'd see the Harry Potter movies and the Marvel movies with my mom, but that was like kind of it. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I was also like a shitty moviegoer when I was a kid. I'd talk in theaters and shit. This is when I was like 12, by the way. This isn't when I was like 18. Were you like a snooty moviegoer by the time you were like really No, engaged? I was just going there to socialize and mess with people. That's not bad. That's not... No, it's definitely bad. You shouldn't be talking in a theater. Oh. It's ah, rude. Dude, that, all mainstream audiences talk during the, in the theater. I hate that. I hate that Nope. <laughs> when I saw Nope, that happened like a handful of times. People were just talking. I want to watch Nope tomorrow. I feel like it's been out enough so that every all the talkers, I've already seen it. And so I'll see it in, in a quiet with all the antisocials. Or, yeah, just see it, like, on a weekday morning, and that probably won't happen. Well, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Uh, it's tomorrow at an uh, early show. I think it's, like, at 10.45 or some shit. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, do you have work tomorrow? Is that why you're seeing it so early? I don't have work tomorrow. But I think I, think I always prefer just, like, watching movies not at prime time. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't movie theaters or crowds too good. Like, I, I will if I, if, I, if I get the opportunity, but I don't normally, I guess, anymore. Yeah, I like to see matinees too. Matinees are fun. It just doesn't make sense for me logistically anymore. But I, I liked matinees a lot when I was younger. Yeah, busyness it comes with it comes with adulthood. Yeah, definitely. And it's also like you know when I was like in Santa Cruz as a kid, that's when I'd see all the matinees, and it was like partially because I could have a whole day where those theaters were. Yeah. Because there was like two landmark theaters within like two blocks of each other, and like a fairly cheap mainstream theater within a block of those. So if I ever wanted to see a movie, I'd go to downtown Santa Cruz. I'd go to my favorite used bookstore that is now closed called Logos, Rest in Peace. And I'd, like, look at movie books. And then I would go see a movie, and then I'd go get a slice of pizza from Pizza My Heart, and then I would take the bus home. And that was my day. And it was nice. It sounds nice. It was a good vibe. I miss a lot of those places are closed now, so. Yeah, but it was also you were at a different age. It was a different time. true. Time was, you know, time you had was different. You know, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a healthy amount of nostalgia you got there. Uh, I worked at the Landmark. I liked when the bookstore was there at the Barnes & Noble. And during my break, I would go to Barnes & Noble, browse some books, fucking look at the DVDs or the CDs. They didn't have records back then at the fucking Barnes & Noble. And, uh, and that was a nice, oh, man, that was a nice feeling to have a fucking coffee. And a fucking You'd work at the Westwood? At the Westwood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before then, well, I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, I was at the Westwood. Um, Before then, you what? What? I used to steal books from the from the from the Barnes and Noble. You can say it's so, closed. You know, I wonder, right? Why it would be closed if I was off? I was broke too, though. It wasn't like I was doing it like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna. I just want it, you know. It's just like no. Yeah. So I was also that fact of like, I'm in college at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough money for anything, so I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, borrow this book for a little while, and then. Give it a good life and a literary life, sharing it with people and stuff like this. You know, I was never really trying to be greedy, but yeah. Stealing is never good, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. It's definitely not. Say that again? Sorry, there was a motorcyclist who wanted it to be loud. It was actually a car. That was a car? That was a car. People soup up their cars for stupid, loud reasons. Fun. Uh, what were you saying? You're talking about, oh, oh yeah, stealing is, stealing uh, I would not recommend books. it. Especially art. Why steal art? I think stealing art is fine. Stealing books from libraries is wrong. Stealing books from bookstores is okay. If you can get away with it, I don't see why not. I don't I, know. I see a little You're bit of why over the not, but I'm going to negate why not. You tell me why not. Why not steal from a bookstore? Because then people like us don't get jobs at bookstores because then the bookstores close. They don't all, it doesn't always work like that. 
what look do you at mean? Walmart. Look at Walmart. How many people are stealing from? Oh well, Walmart? that's different. I thought you were talking about like stealing from like a independent bookstore. No, no. Well, when when we when you bring in the word independent, that's not talk about stealing. Yeah, I mean, because if anyone chains. should be stealing, it's the independents should be stealing. Yeah, the big chains, it's like different, I guess. Yeah. But a lot of those big chains are closed now. They're also a lot harder to steal from now. Yes. Yes. I almost feel like that's a challenge. Like I, like I feel like, all right, well, we'll we'll see if that's true. How did you get away with it when you were doing that? Well, there was there was like little uh, to no oversight, so there was just people, uh, you know, in other parts of the of the store, and I would just oh, I think he's walk in and it's empty. Oh, no. you know, oh, okay. It's a neighbor. Uh, I'd uh, I'd walk in, grab the book, mm -hmm. and then look through it, and then look around. There was no one around, so I just walk back out the door it was very easy at that location i, I think i could safe to say now it was very easy to just oh, so there was no barcode scanner or anything there isn't even a security guard in the uh yeah occasionally they have the little bars inside but this, the books i was looking at didn't have any of that like what did you what kind of stuff were you taking well we talked about uh playwrights the other day yeah uh one of the books was the goat by edward elby oh okay and it's just like i didn't i i you know i didn't see the book anywhere else i was like oh I found the book, but now I can't afford it. Or can't I? And then one step, two step, three steps on the bus. You know. It was a different uh, time for everybody, but. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You've never stolen an, a book. No, I've never been a big thief. Good. I also grew up in the time when there were those barcode scanners, so it was pretty easy to get caught. Sure. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's just the luck, I think. We're talking about stealing. We're supposed to be talking about television. Uh, but then we talked about movies, go movie going. Yes. Yeah. So now we're going to go ahead and move on to joke performance. Uh, joke performance? <laughs> I got this list, and it's next after I Love Lucy is this joke performance. Let me see. It says Adult Swim, I Love Lucy. And then it says Joke Performance. Oh, yeah, because I, I can't say jokes that make any sense. She can't make jokes that make any sense. Or I don't, my tone doesn't register them as jokes, particularly. Does your sense of humor come from Adult Swim? Where else does it come from? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't really know. Like books? Any books make you laugh? There are a handful. Uh, a Confederacy of Dunces made me laugh. I was That's a really that, funny one. Yeah, that one made me laugh out loud. That rarely happens with a book. It's bizarre. Yeah. No, a really good book, uh, if, if it's really, really good, like by the last 500 pages, even if it's not a book that's like necessarily trying to be insanely funny, small jokes are really funny if you get really into it, specifically with like long books. Uh, Terry Pratchett's the only thing that comes to mind. Name some authors or, or, or titles there if you got any. That have made me laugh. Uh, Body High by John Lindsay, which is like a super underground thing. My dad bought that for me accidentally on my Amazon account, which was annoying because I had to pay for it. Um, but it was still a gift. It was not a gift. Perfect. He just bought it on accident. Well, I mean, it's a gift in the sense of like, here's something you never heard of before. It's like one of yeah. those gifts. I yep. read it. It's good. It's by a small press called House of Vlad. I'd recommend Body High by John Lindsay. Uh, it's super short. It's like 150 pages. Okay. Uh, what are other books that made me laugh? Skimming Vineland. I laughed a bit. Skimming what now? Uh, Vineland by Thomas Pynchon. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't think of that many books that have made me laugh. 
I don't think they exist that much. Vonnegut, Vonnegut makes me laugh. Which one? Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut. Yes, Anything he, by Vonnegut he's, makes he's me a laugh. Funny guy. Yeah. For sure. The, the only last thing that made me laugh, I think, that comes to mind is the Calvin Hobbes. And that's not literary, necessarily. Calvin and Hobbes is more literary than most Nobel Prize winning novelists. And I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Yeah, I can't name five Nobel Prize winning novelists. That's not true. You definitely could if you tried. Mm, John let's Updike. not try. Let's not try. He, not try? He, didn't, he also didn't win, but let's not try. I don't, okay. Let's not try only because it's going to be annoying and take way too long. And Sylvia Plath. She never won. She died way too young to win a Nobel Prize. How do you know about books and stuff? Do you, did you go? Did you take a class at the college? Uh, no, I'm just very good at memorizing Wikipedia pages. I'm like really good at it. Okay. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm very obsessed with the idea of prizes, particularly the Nobel Prize and the Palme d'Or are the two that really interest me. Palme d'Or is related to Cannes. Yeah, that's the top prize at Cannes, and then. Cannes. The Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Cannes. Uh, the Cane's Fried Chicken Festival. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Nobel Prize is interesting because they just award someone's entire bibliography and they try to tend to award people that aren't super well-known. Okay. Um, which is why they've cucked a few people in the past. I think as most prize givers do. Yeah, no, a lot of... I mean, Bergman never won the Palm. Tarkovsky never won the Palm. Bresson never won the Palm. Speaking of, like... And these men are cucked. dead? All of those men are All dead. All these men are dead. Yeah. There's no going back. Yeah, dude, but I mean, you know, Philip Roth never won the Nobel, you know. Uh, well, he's, uh, we, we mentioned he's last time I was reading, I'm reading uh, Call It Sleep. That's Henry Roth. What did you say? Philip Roth. What does Philip Roth do? He wrote, uh, like, The Ghost Rider, Sabbath Theater. Uh, his most famous book is probably Portnoy's Complaint. Very Jewish man. Okay. Highly recommend his uh, books, specifically The Ghost Rider. I haven't read uh, Sabbath Theater yet, but I have a copy of it. Okay. Every yeah. book is a, a, a you know Jewish-related topic. No, not really. I just, I mean, Philip Roth is just like super famous Jew. Okay. Super. He's like the man. He's like the Jewish man. <laughs> uh, Salman Rushdie wasn't a Jewish writer, right? No, he was Indian. He is Indian. He is uh, he still is alive. Indian. He I mean, might he's still writing. Yes, he wrote a version of uh, Don Quixote called Kyotech, I think that is uh, supposed to be apparently good. very good. Yeah. yeah, he's a good, totally good writer. He's just got that uh, thing about how he uh, insulted in Islam, right? I I don't think he insulted Islam. I think he wrote a mo a book about the Prophet Muhammad that yeah. was like a book about a character that people uh, have opinions about that may have differed from uh, Rushdie's opinions. But I also don't know. I haven't read uh, the Satanic Verses yet. I heard good things. I like, heard, just yeah. as a book. Just as I heard, it's, it's fun to read. I've heard that the Satanic Verses and Midnight's Children are like both masterpieces. And I have Midnight's Children and really want to read it at some point. But I don't know if I'll get to it soon because I'm reading an 800-page book right now and Midnight's Children is like 600 pages. The Dead. Uh, what's your What's the book you're reading? Almanac of the Dead. Almanac of the Dead. It's How's a very it good Native American novel list, and it's, it takes place, uh, or it's about a Native American man, and uh, I think she's a white woman, but they kind of say she's Native American. I'm only a hundred pages in, so she might be partially Native American, 
Um, she has a very unique name, so that makes me think that she might be. Can you pronounce it now? It's Cease, S-E-E-S-E. -E -E. Um, it's really good. It's, it's kind of long, uh, as yeah. it is 800 pages, but it's good. Or it's 750. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, That's super well, super thorough description of it. You're writing. You're you're you. It's on the list here. I'm not just bringing things. We we are scattered brained a lot, but we're trying we're to stay scattered. in the structure here, okay? Yeah. And we have to work on structuring too. But writing and editing is on here. How much writing do you do uh, in terms of like, I'm trying to write for a novel or trying to aim for a short story or how good are you at like beginning and ending a project like writing wise? I have a really hard time doing that. But I've got. I, it's also something that like I've gotten a lot better with at time. Yeah. With time. Yeah. And practice, I guess. Yeah, it's just like practice. I'm also the type of person that I kind of only write one draft, and the way I write it is I'm just continuously editing as I go. Uh, I don't really like write a draft and like, okay, I'm gonna start with a page one rewrite. It's more of like I'll start with like one scene and then build to another scene and then add and add and then subtract and subtract. Okay. Like right now, I'm writing a short that's 15 pages, and I have 45 deleted pages of scenes that I've like cut. Short story, short script. Short script. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm working on a play right now that's like nine pages, but you know, I think I have like 15 deleted pages for that as well. Uh, this you, is how I write. You share it with people to read? When it's done and when I'm like starting to get ready to produce it, I start to show it to people and then I start making like little changes. Sometimes I'll have to make big changes, but I try to get it to a point by the time I'm showing it to people where I, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, you know, I'm a bit of a noob, so I'm, you know, figuring that out. That's great. What do you plan to do with the written work when it's done? Produce and shoot it. Uh, shoot it. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like you said play. Yeah, I'm running a play right now, so I wouldn't shoot the play. No. No. I would uh, blackmail people into letting me use their theater so I can perform it there by myself. Find a casting director, maybe? No, I'll perform it by myself. Perform it by yourself. All the parts. All the parts. How many parts? Uh, right now there's five. Wigs? Don't insult me. Don't insult me, Timo. I'm just saying, man. Costume changes is one thing, but wigs really sell characters. I'm I'm speaking from no, I don't. Do, I've I've done puppet shows, but that's the that's not the same thing. I don't know. Those are those are like hand wigs, so I guess that kind of counts. Say again. Those are like hand wigs, I guess, so it kind of counts. It's like a costume change and a wig change when you change the puppet in the hand. You know. Well, I uh, feel like a wig change is exists within a costume change. Oh, Hold hi. that thought, will you? Yeah. Hi. Is that fresh popcorn or no? Yes. Uh, what did we leave off on there? I think we were joking about something. I don't know. You wanted to start well, it again and see so we had to pause it. I was being relentless about questions about writing. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Well, we'll start it and I'll ask you about writing. Okay. Has it started? Yes. Oh. How do you, like, what writing do you do? I know you write a lot of music. Do you yeah. write uh, anything else? Any short films? or? No, I, I, I quit writing about, well, that's not necessarily true. I stopped writing for a while because I wrote a couple of scripts uh, expecting to have them made, and it, they didn't pan out. And so I do that thing, too, where it's just, like, uh, one draft only. Like, I don't. I don't actually edit at all. I don't. I don't. Uh, oh, that's I don't do not any of the other stuff. Well, yeah. I'm not educated. I'm not. I, I'm a. I'm a college boy dropout. But I'm an uneducated college boy dropout. So, 
I only did the one draft and that's it. And like my arrogance says, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, uh, then it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, but it's definitely not going to be the best version of it if you do like that. Well, too, I know that it's developing a thing. So, like, yeah. if the actors were to read it, they could probably play on the, uh, you know. I don't know. I haven't actually set, like, you know, completed a filmic project yet. Yeah. Just the initial scripts and then the, uh, the letdowns of, yeah, we're not going to make this. You've um, had meetings hmm? about scripts? Meetings about scripts? Yeah. Only once, with one script that was for a student film, and at the last, the day we were supposed to shoot, the it was a girl and a guy, and the girl was supposed to be two parts. Uh, the guy showed up, but the girl canceled on me. I, I don't, I don't think she liked the, the story, but she wouldn't admit it until the day of we we're supposed to shoot. So that was really like. Uh, uh, that's really cruel. That's like. I didn't know any better though, like to say like, hey, that's not right. You said you'd do it. I was just like, oh well, I guess that's that. Because I've got this defeatist attitude about things like this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of trying to find people that won't do that in the first place. Because once they've already quit, it's not like they're going to, you know what I mean? They're also probably not going to have their heart in it, so they might not give a great performance. Yeah, but I was a young amateur. I didn't know any better. Any which way, I think I know now to, like, you know, better battle that uh, Mm. circumstance. But what I wound up doing was setting fire to that script and then just getting drunk and then drawing a storyboard and then filming that the next morning. Because the, the project was due on like that week. So it wound up just being like, a, it was supposed to be a chase and it was gonna be an elaborate like many shots chase. But what it wound up being is just like a dream sequence of a, of a chase with two actress girls that I knew from uh, my acting class at the time. So that was like mm, the closest I got to a scripted work that I, I sort of wanted to, to, to post. But other than that, I didn't, uh, I haven't, uh, I'm not really a writer, I don't think. I performance more than anything. I think okay. my favorite way of writing has been storyboarding so far. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, writing's hard. It takes a lot. It's really emotionally draining. And yeah, well, when you're yeah. also, when you're second-guessing, like, oh, you know, people don't talk like that. Oh, people don't talk like that. And yeah. it's like, you lose sight sometimes of just, like, what dialogue is like from strangers or what's, you know, people who aren't you. Yeah, definitely. I think there's also, like, you have to leave a lot of room for the artists and for things to happen spontaneously, which is hard. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, but I mean, it's like any art. It just takes a lot of effort. Well, it's a filmic art, too, so it's collaboration. So finding other writers, you know, Uh, I'm open to that, too. Actors sometimes know better what to say than 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 what's on the page. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think it's just like giving yourself enough room for other people while having a clear idea before you start. You yeah. know, there's, there's definitely directors that start without scripts. That happens, so, and their movies can be good. There's various ways of processes. I think Werner Herzog was against storyboarding altogether. Yeah, I could see that for him. Yeah. And uh, then yeah. Uh, Harmony Corinne will sit in the fucking hotel room for like three days, just write it out. You know, Some people have that ability. Yeah, I mean, I know that Hong Sang-soo... He just, like, has an outline, and then every morning he'll wake up and write what he's shooting that day and then shoot it. Um, he has, like, some of the best movies of the century. Uh, yeah. I think I've only seen one, but it was incredible. Uh, and then Computer Chess. Have you seen... Yeah, Computer Chess is great. And I it was like an outline, chess too. Line. That fucking yeah. Andrew Bajalski, man. Fuck. Yeah, it sucks that it takes... Uh, it took him so long to get budgets to make movies, because I know making Computer Chess was, like, a fight... Well, he's one of those filmmakers where it's just like he's so committed to the vision. Yeah. You know? 
What was it? Who's the other one? I think Jim Jarmusch and like even Cronenberg's sometimes one of those where they just take so long to find the money, but it's namely the original work that is theirs is up on the screen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's just like with Bujalski specifically, like he had to crowdfund to get computer chess made. Uh, he spent his own money on his first two features, which are both fantastic, funny, haha, and mutual appreciation. Yeah, mutual uh, appreciation was my first. Yeah, it's really good. I haven't yeah. seen his other work besides those three, actually, which I need to. Beeswax looks really good, and I've heard Support the Girls is amazing. Support the Girls was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot he'd done, he'd done that. That's his cleanest looking work, because everything else is so low budget, low grade, like, yeah, that aesthetically. Movie, that movie had, like, a budget, and it, like, was a, it was a huge success. It made, like, a pretty good amount of money. Tiffany Haddish? No. Who was the actress? Uh, I think it was Regina Hall. Regina Hall. I shouldn't have said that. I could be wrong. You could be, but so could I. I was going to say Regina King, but it's definitely not Regina King. No. I think it's Regina Hall. I think Regina Hall is correct. I'm trying to not stutter and speak like I have marbles in my mouth as much. Maybe next time we'll speak slower so that we can be a little more eloquent. Fuck eloquence, dude. Ah. We're dumb. Um, you're going to have fun editing this, or am I going to edit no, this No, you're one? editing this one. I'm this one's this all one? you. Yeah. Um... Did we figure out anything about your jokes, or is this an ongoing... Nope, this is an ongoing investigation. We'll figure it out as we go. we got to figure out where you're getting your humor from. It sounds like you have a, a good taste. I don't know what, what, what went wrong. I think it's my voice. <laughs> I think it's my voice and who I am as an individual. I Love Lucy was my back, the backbone of my youth. What was the backbone of your youth? Uh, you Whippets. The, the... Let's end it there. That's the end. All right, man. I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Uh <laughs>